involved. It is involved, Diane. It's a very involved story um, involving uh, several people's involvement. It could be an involuntary uh, involvement or it could be voluntary involvement. I don't know. But uh, either way, it's a great time of the day for... It's 9, 10 a.m. Saturday, August the 13th, 2022. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's Dibbit and Diane. Sure. It's a kind of a overcast morning. Which we're very happy about. Are we happy about that, Diane? Because then we can open the blinds. Oh, yeah, the blinds. The blinds are open, and um, all seems to be well with the world. Uh, there's, you know, little cute things everywhere. and uh, Cute things. Cute people. <laughs> and uh, it's the world. It's just a cute world. Were you morning. referring to little Dave Pileski as little cute? Little Dave Pileski and the little in the... All the little in the, you know, the, yeah, all those things constitute cuteness, Diane, in today's world, I would say. That's just me talking, but, uh, you know, I've got a certain amount of authority, at least in this chair. I, uh, I survey the landscape, and I, just, I call it as I see it, Diane. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. You know, I'm not, uh, not and, and as you see, it is cute. Punches. It's cute. <laughs> ah, ham and eggs. Cute morning. <laughs> And uh, it's been a cute week here in Lake Abundance. <laughs> Over to you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Over to me. Over to you. That's right. You got to be ready for that. You know. yeah. yeah. Well, I had my second week of work, which I'm still learning. And, and wow, there's a lot to learn. Yeah, it's a piece of cake once you learn it, though. One of the things that was really cool is that Henry and Charlotte called me up at work and wished oh, me a happy day. That's nice. That's nice. It was a total surprise, and it was very welcome. That's very cool. And that was the day when you forgot your phone, so they called you at the office. They called me at the office. Oh, yeah, on the office phone. That's sweet. Yeah, it's been a it's been a big week for Henry. Yeah, he sent us a a multi-tracked piece of music last night that he was he was trying to do some multi-tracking, and you know. Yeah, it's like, you know, as I said to Henry, if I had been doing that kind of work when I was 10 years old, I'd be Andrew Lloyd Webber by now. And uh, I think that's true. I think. When did you first start doing multi-track recording? Was well, it was, I was probably, you know, a teenager, uh, but I wasn't, you know, I didn't have a multi-track deck until I was in Spokane. Uh, I think I got it in 1982 or something like that. But I used to, you know, I'd record something on one on one re tape recorder and then play that back by the microphone of another tape recorder and sing with it or, you know, do something else. So it was what they used to call sound on sound, not multi-track. So I was playing around with it when I was uh, a little older than Henry, but I, I wasn't doing anything quite as... Uh, industrious or as uh, accomplished as what Henry's doing at 10 at 10 years old so oh uh, yeah so when did you start re recording because lunatic cafe that was you told me that that was sort of playing around on the eight track right that was a four track 
Oh, it was a four-track. It was a four-track cassette recorder. And uh, it was the oh, first. Oh, for some mm. reason I thought it was the eight-track. No, no, I didn't get the eight-track until just before the water dance. So, no, this was a Tascam 244 Porter Studio that I brought, bought from Broadcast Supply West back then in the early 80s. And I think Tim probably gave me a good deal on it. And, and that's where the Lunatic Cafe stuff came from. And that was a bunch of weird stuff that I was doing, you know, just kind of a compilation of a bunch of wacky stuff and some attempts at at uh, multi-tracking some of my songs and the sound quality was horrible and that's why nobody knows about it. That's why every time you talk about it, I kind of go, mm. but, the, but the the theatrical pieces on the yeah. on that album, I think, uh, were worth saving. But the the renditions of my songs, with a couple of exceptions, were you know, it just I didn't I don't like the sound quality of it. Well, I know that you're particular about the sound quality, but I wore that album, uh, that album, that cassette album out. I did. But you were probably just skipping around from the Lunatic Cafe to Arnie's Soup Kitchen and, you know, stuff like that. No, it had a lot of great songs on it, too. Back Back in those days, I had this little tape recorder, and I had to travel around a lot because I was delivering the... Victory reviews to right. various um, shops and coffee houses and various places. Yeah, I, I had a, my run and I had I, a review route in those days too. Yeah, yeah, and I used to listen to this crappy sound tape recorder. A crappy sounding tape on a crappy sounding tape recorder. <laughs> and Perfect loved, and loved it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> oh. The Lunatic Cafe, though. Yeah. It's the... It always just cracked me up. Uh-huh. Arnie's Soup Kitchen, I can't even believe that's your voice. Well, there you go. I actually had to have you show me yeah, that yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are you what are you talking? What are you Whatever. Whatever. Pardon me, I'm having a drink of coffee. So, you did that on the four track. Right. You boy. Why are we talking about this? It's good coffee. Because it's oh, because interesting. <laughs> yes, uh, we're talking about this because Henry has been Henry doing some multi-track doing some stuff. Multi-tracking, yes. But but you had to you have to plan out a lot of uh, how to do it all. I think it's quite a organizational project in a lot of ways yeah but i mean not with my songs maybe the stuff that henry's doing my songs didn't really you know it was just a matter of playing it playing the song and then working up a harmony or a second guitar part and then laying that down so it wasn't like i had to you know i got it it got more complicated if i was doing something I think the theatrical things were harder to put together because I'd be using multiple sound effects and I had to record and sometimes I had to bounce tracks. Because if you only got four tracks to work with and you got six different things you want to record, then you got to record two of them and then bounce them to one track and then record a couple of other things and bounce them. And, you know, it gets a little complicated. But Did you have an eight track by the time you were recording when Jim Page called you no, up? No, that was the same That was same the four-track, too? That was the four-track. Wow. And Right at the Light was also recorded on that same four-track cassette deck, but that was a live recording, so you didn't need to do much with it.
Well, you may not think this is interesting, but oh, I do. I see. All right. Well, there you go. See, I didn't even know that you were doing all that on a four track rather yeah. than an eight track. Yeah. Yeah. Did not have eight track technology until the late 90s, Diane. And we're cool. talking about the mid 80s here. Would we be able to include the Lunatic Cafe just so that people could hear what it sounds like in Arnie's soup kitchen? Went to a restaurant the other day. Oh, yeah? It was a nice place. Well, good. What was it called? It was called The Lunatic Cafe. The, the Lunatic Cafe? It was a nice place. Oh, yeah? The Lunatic Cafe. At least, I thought it was a nice place. You thought? What, what the food was bad? Well, as soon as I got in the door, uh, I knew there was something wrong. Oh, it was the food, huh? the food. Oh, sure, sure. They had some nice mellow jazz playing in the background. Sound like Spyro Jarrah. But I knew. I knew as soon as I got in that door that there was something, something terribly wrong. It was the food, right? It was the food. It was something spiritual. Spiritual. Something in the very karma of that place. The karma? Was horribly, horribly wrong. Well, what did you do? What did you do? What, what did you do? What did I do, you ask? Yeah, what did you do? Well, I'll tell you what I did. Tell me what you did. I drank a cup of coffee. You, you drank a cup of coffee? That's right, I stayed. I stayed and I drank a cup of coffee. You stayed and you drank a cup of coffee. And you know what happened when I drank that cup of coffee? What happened when you drank a cup of coffee? I started to have a good time. I had a real good time. I had a wonderful time. Hello there. This is Arnie Sanducci welcoming you to Arnie's Soup Kitchen. You know, I spent a lot of years out on the streets, and I think I know what you people are looking for. Good food and a friendly atmosphere. Well, we got that right here at Arnie's Soup Kitchen. Our house specialty is called Essential Soup. It's a bowl of hot water and a bottle of ketchup. Very reasonably priced. So if you're looking for cheap food and a friendly down-home atmosphere, come on down to Arnie's Soup Kitchen. That's Arnie's Soup Kitchen, now with two convenient locations to serve you, under the Alaska Way Viaduct and at First and Broad, next to the burned-out building. Yeah, and tell them Arnie sent you. Hey, hey, what's going on? Well, well, that was great. I'm glad we had that little blast from the past there. Your embarrassment over what you did. What? Is, what? is not called for, Bill. I see. I'm fine. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. I used to, I did wear out the, the part of the tape that was the Lunatic, the Lunatic Cafe. Cafe yeah. I just thought it was hilarious. I still think it's hilarious. Because I'm trying to think what other things happened this week. I, I completed my oh, yeah. Module 2 final assignment for right. my tarot class right. <clears throat> that I've been working on for a while. The assignments in that class are quite um, in-depth and, and difficult. So I was very proud of myself for doing that. Yay. I find that I have to actually motivate myself 
to get something finished of that nature where there's no deadline through the class, I have to uh, schedule myself to do it. You've got to set your own deadline. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The poetry break was fun. It's kind of Gary Snyder heavy, but, you know, that's what I'd been reading all week, so. That was fun. That was it. And we had... And we had a lovely dinner with Kelly and Mary. A lovely dinner at Kelly and Mary's house. That was so great. I was so glad to see those guys. It had been too long. and uh, They made homemade tortillas. Yeah. That was good stuff. They used that einkorn, einhorn, einkorn, einhorn flour. Very low gluten. So, yummy, yummy stuff. And I we overate. We ate outside in their beautiful garden, yeah, and that's a nice spot. It is. They got a lovely spot. Bunnies were and running bunnies by. Bunnies were flitting around, eating all their vegetables. Yeah. yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's. That's about yeah, it. That's about it. That's about it. I mean, I I would say that one of the highlights was. Uh, the the text conversations we've been having with Henry. Yeah. So we are the doting grandparents, you see, you yes. know, on the that we bring him up so much in our conversations. That's true. That's true. Uh, I had no idea for what we would do for music today, so I did a random choice. Did you? Yeah. And that random choice was Dave Carter and Tracy Graham. Yeah. Yeah, good good choices. And you know, whenever Dave Carter and Tracy Grammer come up in the song list, I can just absorb myself in their albums for the whole day. Yeah, I think you know, when you're talking about Dave Carter songs, all the other songwriters kind of just step back, take their hats off and let it go. Let it go. There just is no he is uh, peerless in his particular songwriting capability. There's nobody that can do Dave Carter. Nobody can even touch him in terms of just sheer eloquence and delight and, you know, I don't know. He had a, he had a uh, sprightly quality to his music that is always uh, refreshing and unlike anything you've heard before, so. Well, I uh, I was trying to think which songs, yeah. and I was thinking the very first song I thought of was Ordinary Town. And I realized that the reason why I was thinking about it was because it was the first song that I ever heard that I knew I was li- listening to Dave Carter and Tracy Grammer. Kat called me up one day and just said on the phone, buy everything that Dave Carter and Tracy Grammer have ever done. And then she hung up. <laughs> and I, I said, oh, okay. I bought everything that they had ever done. And the very first song that I listened to was Ordinary Town, and I was totally floored by it. The internal rhyming schemes, the, the, even the content, or the, the story, you know, that... Of, of the song is just marvelous to me and it always gets me choked up at the end yep. um, I don't that, 
as about crazy. the ordinary angels looking after you, you know. I guess the uh, probably my my first Dave Carter Tracy Grammer song, other than the ones that Heidi played for me, um, was Happy Town, because Tanglewood Tree came across my desk at, when I was working at KVLR Kevlar Bulletproof Radio <laughs> in Twisp, and uh, I started listening to that record, and I was just like. Yeah, this is that guy. This is that guy that Heidi played me. And she was like, I remember her saying, this, this guy knows how to write a song. So interesting that this, the oh. other song that I had chosen was Happy Town. So it was the first song that I ever heard was Ordinary, Ordinary Town, Town. And the first one you ever heard was Happy Town. It's true. And they are both the the, the starter gun yeah, the songs on their tracks of their respective albums. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Anybody who uses Occam's razor in a song has got to have some kind of a different mind. Yep. (laughs) I love that. I walk the Occam's razor. (laughs) I love that that's in that song. Yes. I also love that I was listening to I Go Like the Raven this morning Mm. and and the very last... Lines are keep the greenwood, shun the city, and her dandies craven. I felt like, whoa! I don't think I've ever heard craven in a song before either. He's just True. amazing. Yes. I wonder how he did it. How he put those lyrics together. Well, from what I've read, yes. that he he had kind of a transcendental. Yeah. Style that he went into almost like a meditative state and pulled these out of the of that um, that transcendental place where he would go. There you go. The Cave of Wonders, number ninety-two. Number ninety-two. Yeah, if we could just get to that Cave of Wonders, you know, I don't know what number my Cave of Wonders is in. I don't know, but Dave Carter knew. Common cool, he was a proud young fool in a kick-ass Walmart tie Ripping down the main drag, tripping on the headlights, rolling by In the early dawn when the cars were gone, did he hear the master's call? And the five and dime, did he wake and find he was only dreaming after all? Cause this is an ordinary town, and the prophet stands apart This is an ordinary town and we broke no wayward heart And every highway leads your prodigal back home To the ordinary sidewalks you were born to roam Rock of ages, love contagious, shine the serpent fire So sang the sages, sixteen summers in the upstairs choir So sang the old dog down the street beside his wailing wall Go home, go home, the mayor cried when Jesus came to City Hall Cause this is an ordinary town And the prophet stands alone This is an ordinary town And we crucify our own Every highway leads your prodigal again To the ordinary houses you were brought up in
lunches and junk food lunches and punch drunk ballroom steps. You get to believe in your even steaming with the kids at fast track prep. So you dump your bikes on a velvet tux and you run and join the dance. But your holy shows and the Romans know you're just a child of circumstance. 'Cause this isn't ordinary town and the prophet has no face. This isn't ordinary town. And the seasons run in place, and every highway leads to prodigal and true to the ordinary angels watching over you. Short and size to fit, honey. If we're still connected, I could really use a hit. I am not looking for a key to open every door, just a pillow on your floor where we can sit. Here in the shining city, here in the endless summer, here in the cave of wonder, number 92. The sky it never was was never quite this blue, but it's all right. It's all right with me. If it's all right with you, Guru Child on Glory Mountain, waiting patient, turtle wise. Twenty years of bliss and counting trips and riddles in his eyes. He says the primal quest ain't nothing but a second guess. Sometimes you just do your best and compromise. Here in the shining city. Here in the endless summer, here in the cave of wonder, number 92. The book is empty from the sparrow's point of view, but it's all right. It's all right with me if it's all right with you. Can raise your way through priests and circus clowns. Am I a missioner of faith or grace or vision or another grinning prisoner in Happy Town? Here in the shining city, here in the endless summer, here in the cave of wonder, number 92. We chase the shadows of the chosen and the few, but it's all right. It's all right with me if it's all right with you. Fisher King is here, but he is not the only one. Parsifal and Valentino riding winged palominos. Willie and his El Camino on the run. Here in the shining city, here in the endless summer, here in the cave of wonder, number 92. The gods will lounge around until the show is through. If it's all right, it's all right with me, and it's all right with you. It's all right. It's all right with me, 
And it's all right with you Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah 